Blog Talk Radio. God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. We ask you to sit back and relax and enjoy the Word of God as we go into the inner courts and behind the veil. Again, we'd like to encourage you uh, to join us Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. and again on Sunday mornings from 8.30 to 10 o'clock a.m. We're going to have um, awesome speakers and teachers that will be with us. We're going to uh, have different leaders who are going to expound on the Word of God and encourage you, the listeners, uh, to get out your Bibles, rightly divide the Word of Truth, and to come together all on one accord. If you would like to reach us, our P.O. Box is 9786, that's Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. Again, that's P.O. Box 9786, Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. If you would like to call us for prayer, our phone number is 410-661-4103. That's 410-661-4103. We would like to get your Bibles out. Uh, We would like to go into our Bible studies on Tuesday nights. We will hear the preach word of God on Wednesday night as well as on Thursday. uh, We will rightly divide the word of truth. Again, we are planning to have our Bible class on Tuesday night with our midweek service on Wednesday On Thursday, we are planning to have our guest teacher and speaker, Apostle Lockamy, and on Friday night, our music concert. Won't you join us? Tomorrow night, we will have Reverend Rice and his wife. God bless you again as you sit back and relax, and I would encourage you to go and get your Bibles at this time. Amen.
Jeff Major's Songs 23. Again, that was Jeff Major's Songs 23. This is also our disclaimer that the music that you hear belongs to the artists. They own all rights. We are here to glorify those sounds and to encourage you to get those CDs and remember to praise and worship God. As I said, that we are planning to I'll start our weekly Bible class on Tuesdays, that from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m., we will have our uh, Bible school or Bible teaching lessons for those of you who would like to study and rightly divide the Word of God. And we will have various leaders and teachers on that day. And also on Wednesday night is our midweek evangelistic service with Reverend and Mrs. Rice. We would encourage you to listen to that couple. They are awesome in the Word of God as they preach and rightly divide the Word. Uh, him and his wife is an awesome team. On Thursday, we have Apostle Alexander Lockerbie coming out of Urban, North Carolina, and he can rightly divide the Word of Truth. He can go to the inner courts and behind the veil. Also on Friday nights, this is when we have our music concerts where we refresh ourselves as we worship and glorify God. And on Sundays, yes, we have our Sunday school lessons as well as um, the preach word of God as we worship and praise God and remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Each day of the week, beloved, that it should be your Sabbath, it should be the day that you reverence God, it should be the day that you worship and praise God, it should be the day not only do you pray to God, petition God, kneel to God, worship God, but seek God in all your ways through the gift of the Holy Spirit and that which teaches you and guides you to all understanding. Yes, when you are saved, when you have accepted the baptismal of Christ, when you have repented of your sin and you are baptized in the faith that Jesus is Lord, that he died for you, rose for you, and sit on the right hand of the Father. Yes, beloved, that God can forgive you and you are adopted in into the family of God. Yes, it's nothing like being a Christian. It's nothing like knowing that Jesus is the repair of the breach and he sits on the right hand of the Father making petition and praying us through. I never will forget that I had so many uh, prayer partners in my life and coming up 
that when they moved to different locations or went on with the Lord or others moved to um, different areas of the city or whatever they had to do in their life, that sometimes you find yourself alone and you have to pray your own self through. A friend of mine used to say, your prayers is just as good as mine, and you can reach Jesus just like I can. He has no big I or big use. He loves us all. We are on the same level. Yes, we are. And she said, you have to be encouraged that your God make petition for you, that your God prays with you, for you, and also he carries you into eternal life with him. So, yes, you are never alone. Yes, that you can call upon your Redeemer, and yes, that he died on the cross for you, that he loved you. You are special. Yes, we are, regardless what the world looked like on the news or what's happening, that know that your God loves you, even down to the left breath in your body, that we can say, yes, I am a child of God. Yes, that God has prepared a place for me. So we want you to uh, stay encouraged, as we always say, that we come to exalt, edify, and encourage you in the things of God, that, yes, we are with one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, that we are his disciples. Don't you know that when you trust God with all your heart, with all your being, When you believe in the power of God that you have the victory, yes, you do, that Jesus has made it possible that you are not defeated. You you know, when you look at history over 2,000 years later, that you can really see how that favor has been with us, how that God has uh, kept us through this COVID, through all the sickness and disease, kept us to uh, be able to survive and go through many obstacles, you know, from being sick in our body or having a court case, had to go to court or see loved ones die in your family or had problems and finances on your job or even in your own body of health, that your God was right there for you, that he would never leave you, he would never forsake you. That's why it's so very important that you keep the faith, that you trust the Lord that uh, that you serve, and you seek him with all understanding. You seek him to know that your God loves you more than anything, that he loves you, that he dies for you, that he is the representative of Christ, he is a representative, I'm sorry, of the creator, and say, look, I died for this person so that they could be forgiven of their sins. And when you take hold of that faith that your Lord loves you, that you are special, and that he uh, died for you, that you know that you are special to God. And this is why we want to just look at a little quick Bible lesson tonight because we will have... Uh, Reverend Leroy Rice is going to teach us our Bible class, hopefully on next Tuesday. But let us get our Bibles out and turn to John chapter 5. Again, let's turn to John chapter 5. 
And we're going to start at the very first verse. And we're going to look at this miracle, and I will read for you at this time. It says, sometimes later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now, there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which is Aramic, is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered columns. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie in this pool, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And it says here that Jesus saw him laying there and learned that he had been in this condition, a lame man, for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? Good God Almighty, that is a very profound question. First of all, when you look at this particular text, to me, when I look at at this right here, I realize in the very beginning, it says that God is not too busy to show up when we need him. I'll say it again, that God is not too busy to show up when we need him. And I love it when it says that Jesus saw him lying there in the condition that he was, and he asked, do you want to get well? Good God Almighty. You know, because that is that permissive will that God give us to make a decision. Do you want? It is up to you to accept God. It is up to you to accept his word. It is up to you to believe on his promises. It is up to you to decide what you want to do with your life. It's not forced down your throat. It's not banged over your head. You're not pushed up against the wall. The decision is yours. What you think, what you do with your life, what choices you make in life. You know, a lot of people say, well, I was locked in a situation or I was a slave or I was caught up in a situation, but there's always a way of escape. There's always a way that if you trust God and not look back, that he will make it possible that even through the worst of the worst, that you will have the hope you need to get to the other side, to get out that situation. Stay encouraged. But it says here that he asked him, do you want to get well? And it says here that the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. Why I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. You know, I want to stop right there because I have learned being in churches that there are a lot of times that people will pray over the uh water of God, or they were there that they say, even with the pool of Salaam, that they will pray, and they would give umbrage to God, and the waters would be stirred, or they said the power of the Holy Ghost would move in the waters of God, that even with that, that it says here that the waters were stirred, and that the um, the layman said that nobody could help him into the pool. 
He recognized that there was a problem. He recognized that he needed help. And he was sincere about his answer to God. And Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Only through God himself, Jesus, who came into the flesh, who have walked this earth and died for us, to have the power of heaven above and hell below. Jesus said to him, get up. That means that when God tells you something in his word, like I'm reading tonight, you got to get up in your faith. You got to get up in your disposition. You got to get up in your hope and your trust to know that your God is able. My mom used to say to me, baby, if you make one step and get up, God will make two. There are times in your life that you're going to be so torn down that you're not going to be able to get up. You may have to crawl. You may uh, cry. Of course, you will beg. You may even have to pull yourself up. But the point is you have to make an effort to get up. Even if you have to crawl across that floor and and lean on a chair or or pull yourself up on a rock, the first thing is that you got to try to get up. And if you trust God and say, God, give me the strength, give me the ability, give me the encouragement, give me the faith, the strength to get up. And when you trust God at it and you talk to him, you're able to do it. So I would encourage you tonight that regardless what you're going through, it is up to you to pull yourself up. Old people say by your own bootstraps. Yes, you may look defeated. Yes, that door may be closed. And there appears not to be a way out. But when you trust God, and and even it says in the Bible, the songwriter says that you got to encourage yourself. (laughs) You got to pat your own self on the back. You got to make your own self say, we can do this. And I refuse to be defeated. The first thing Jesus said to him is get up. So for those of you who are listening, you have to have that mindset. Do you want, do you want things to be better? Do you want things to turn around in your life? Do you want the opportunity to get up and trust God that he can cure those things and he can help you to go to your destiny? Yes, he can. So let's let's just look at that a little bit further as we dig a little bit deeper because we will have our Bible school teacher next week. <laughs> but it says that this was Jesus performed this miracle at the pool of Bethesda to show the power of God even over the traditions of the area. You know why many people at the pool of Bethesda believe that it was the cunning of the water, or the spirits and natural springs that could possibly heal them. See, that goes back to what I said at first. A lot of times that people believe that a condition has to cause a blessing to come your way. At this particular time, it says that 
uh, the man said that when the waters is steric, that when the pool or the water inside of the pool is stirred. So that says right there that a lot of people that it was believed only when it was stirred that the miracles of God could happen, God forbid. That things can happen whenever God says it can happen. It doesn't have to be a condition that, as this man thought, the water's got to be stirred up before I get in that pool or this got to take place. But right where you are, God said, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. It wasn't necessary for the man to go through all of those things to be healed, that all he had to do was have faith in God and believe that his God, the Messiah, the one that John the Baptist said that there was someone coming greater than himself, that will step down and heal his body, that will believe that Jesus, in the Gospel of John, that he was able to do miracles. The same God that was able to do it then, God is able to do it now. But you have to believe that you can be healed, that you have to believe that your God can do it his way, not the condition of what man says. God got his own way of doing things. But he believed that the water had to be stirred or that somebody had to help him because that only through going in that pool that could he be blessed. But when you believe in God, it's not necessary just right where you are. That the whole book of of God is, is written really by faith for us to believe in his word and his promises that God can do anything but fail. We are not hopeless that we will always have the very help of God and that we just have to uh, have the desire and the trust and the faith and the want to say, I want my God to help me in this situation, even though it seems hopeless. Beloved, you are not trapped in your infirmities that God has made doctors, nurses, medications, hospitals, things, even the herbs and and the different uh, um, things that God has put out here for us to be healed. I was thinking about the different herbs and seeds and teas that he has made for us. A lot of times people use the different seeds of certain plants to drink uh, for healing, that God has made all of that possible. However, there are times that God will show him, show us miraculously that we don't have to go to those places or get that medication, that we can just trust God in our faith, in his ability, not our own, but on who he is, the God that we serve. We are not helpless and we're not trapped in whatever that situation could be. So whatever your deepest needs are, as we always hear, is being preached. You got to trust Jesus. You got to trust Him in His Word, and you got to stand on it. You know, I remember a time for myself that um, I just refused. I had to go out the country, uh, to another nation of people, and that uh, 
My legs had flared up and my knees were swollen. Everything was telling me, you cannot go out this country. You cannot fly on that plane. You are not going to be able to uh, walk to that hotel, get on that church bus, or go see those people who are waiting for you in this other country. The devil was a liar. I said, if I have to crawl, I'm going. And in all of the pain and agony, I packed my clothes. I went to the airport. I asked the uh, flight attendant, could my chair be changed because I needed to stretch my legs and my body? Could I sit by the exit door or wherever? And from there, they requested that a wheelchair come and get me because my knees and legs were swollen. I wasn't supposed to take that trip. But I took it by faith because I was invited to another country. I believed that this was my assignment for God. I put my hope and trust that he opened that door for me to go. And I stood on the word that God can do anything but fail if I trust him, meaning that if if this is what God wants for me to do, he's going to make a way. I'm going to be all right. There are times when I got there. Even riding in the uh, van or truck or whatever they had for me, transportation, bumping up and down on the highway, it was excruciating pain. I could barely even walk to the uh, hotel room that I had, and I was in such agony. However, when the church people showed up, I totally forgot about myself. I forgot about my body. I was so happy to meet this uh, destination of door that God had opened up for me in another nation of people. This was my first time in that particular area, and I was excited like a kid uh, around Christmas time. And I trusted God. And I said, God, if you be for me, the world could be against me. So I'm going to trust, God, that this is your will for my life, and this is the purpose you have for me to go and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to give hope to nations. And while I was there, I ministered to the people, uh, and I was on fire. I was just so happy and praising, worshiping God. I even danced and waved my flags. I had forgot all about my swollen knees and legs and everything and until I had to get back on a bus. And then when I got to the hotel room, the pain hit so bad that it knocked me out, and I went to sleep. And I had to repeat uh, that same procedure of getting ready for the uh, next assignment and uh, next ministry administration that I had was to uh, just to preach. They wanted me to preach or whatever God had for them and to move in a miraculous. And can you imagine that I could barely stand up I could barely uh, walk myself, and I was praying for people to get up out the wheelchair and throw down their canes because I believe that God is a healer. And it may not have been evidence in my bone where I could see it, but I knew God could do anything but fail to those beloved that he loved. And there were people who had faith and actually uh, trusted God and say they felt better. They are those that... Uh, just moved out and just wanted to touch the hem of his garment. There were those miracle signs of wonder that God got the glory. And there was times that I stood there myself, and, and even the adversary uh, tried to play with my mind and said, well, why can't you get healed? Everybody else getting healing. 
and I rebuked him and just trust by faith that God will will be done. He chooses who he wants to heal or what he wants to do. That he may choose this particular person to get up and walk out of a wheelchair with the next person. He may not. But it is his choice, his decision. He knows what he's doing and why he's doing it. But he said by his stripes we are healed. We have to believe it by faith. And I didn't argue with the beast. I didn't challenge the beast. I didn't even answer the beast. I answered myself in my own faith and said, let's continue to minister for God. Glory be to God. So I just believe, like when it says, do you want to get well? And this is what I believe, what I told the people, that do you want to touch from God? You have to touch God for yourself like the lady with the issue of blood, that she stood on a faith that even though, she spent all her money. She went to all the doctors. She was shunned by townspeople and everybody because she smelled bad. She looked bad. Uh, people thought she was crazy. Something was wrong with her mind. And that she just refused to let any of that negativity stop her mission. Her mission and her purpose was to push her way to God. Hey, hallelujah. My mission and purpose was to go Around the world, like God had instructed me, this particular door was open. I was going. My family was concerned. My daughter went with me as my adjutant, and I pressed my way. And I did not tell nobody what kind of pain I was in, and I stayed there for about a week. But at the very last day, when I sat down, I was thanking God for the opportunity to visit the country, and he made it possible that the apostle and his wife, the, uh, they kneeled down before me, and they was praying, and they was touching my knees and my leg, and they said, uh, the bishop said, uh, she's in so much pain. And I was in awe that I had told nobody that I really shouldn't have been on a trip. My doctor didn't advise it. My family didn't want me to go. I didn't know how I was going to go unless they pushed me around in a wheelbarrow. And um, I was really taking a chance because the kind of pain I was in was pushing up my pressure. And it was it was bad. I could have had a stroke behind the, all of the pain and the pressure. But God, I say it again, but God, my God kept me. He took me all the way. He made it possible that the trip was paid, that I was able to fellowship with the saints, give them hope. God showed up and showed out. And when I sat there in that little corner in the, on the pulpit in the back, and all I could do was thank God, but I was crying because I was shaking at the same time. The pain was so unbearable that I was shaking real bad, you know, like it, it, was, that, it was that painful. I can't even describe, the, the, you know, how bad I was shaking. But the, but the husband and wife laid hands on me and prayed that God would heal my body and heal me of the pain. And that really touched me because nobody but my daughter, my family, or those in the United States knew the kind of pain that I had. And for them to pick it up in the spirit that God would have mercy, it really touched me. I enjoyed myself. I had that coconut fish. I had to carry goat. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much that I had to carry chicken, and I really had a good time. And I even, uh, to treat myself, I even went uh, to the ocean because I said, I know they said sea uh, seawater is even good uh, for arthritis, is even good for um, the swelling in your legs. So I can't swim, 
but I sure took myself down to that um uh, to that ocean I did and let that water come up to my waist. I was hoping that I wouldn't just float away in the water because I was like, I was out there by myself and my daughter was watching me. And while I was there, I was just so happy that I did not let um, this problem, excuse me, I didn't let the problem that I had stop me from my mission to do what God had commissioned me to do. I said, God, if you make it possible, for me to go to this country, I'm going because you opened up the door. That's a sign for me that you want me to go. And everything fell into place like a puzzle. Zoom, 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 zoom. And it worked perfectly. It was just, it was just, I can't explain it. And I had a good time. And even though, like I, like I said, I was staying in water and I said to myself, I would love to have a lobster or a nice fish from this uh, ocean. And when I got out the water, and looked like the different foreigners knew, I guess, the way I was limping, that they would help me uh, to the boat, help me uh, up um, on the sand, help me to my chair. And um, honestly, I forgot about the pain, the love that they showed me. And I got my lobster. They said, which one you want? And they gave me the biggest one out of the bucket, and they uh, boiled it or roasted whatever they did or out there on the grill, and it was delicious. So when you make up in your mind, do you want to get well? Do you want a miracle from God? Do you want to be a part of that great commission that go ye to all the nations and preach the gospel? When you have made up in your mind, for God I live, for God I die, you forget about yourself. You even forget about how it's going to be possible my mom used to say, uh, God will provide. I said, yeah, Mom, but i like to see it. She said, watch and see. You're going to see it soon, soon and very soon. <laughs> she had that kind of faith. I'd never seen a woman that had a little teeny red Testament Bible. It was so tiny it wasn't even big as a hand. She stood on that, that uh, thing until the angels met us at the door, until I got saved, until the whole house was turned around, to miracle signs the one that showed up. And even doctors was in awe, like, how could this be possible for what we're seeing on a, um, a microscope in the film? My mother had so much faith that the doctors had given her up and said that she was going to die any day now. And she would hold that little red Bible and say, God, if you give me 15 more years, I would be happy because there are some things I want to do before I go. She just stood on that word, and she lived exactly 15 more years. So... This is, I guess, you know, tying into the Bible that Jesus can heal us all, whether you're lame by a pool, uh, whether you don't have the faith to go to the next level in your life, that my word to you tonight is that do you want to be blessed of God? Do you want God to do this for you? If you want this, I want you to believe with me. And I want you to go in a prayer with me. And I'm in agreement with you because I believe in miracles. I believe in God. I believe that God can do anything but fail. One of the things that is said I just want to draw attention to before I close out on this little Bible lesson, that when Jesus in verse 8 told him to pick up or get up and pick up your mat and walk, and once the man was cured, 
because he obeyed God. He picked up his mat and walked. He did what God said do. That's the first step, beloved. you got to get up. But all of this was done on the day of which was a Sabbath. And to the Jews, the man who had been healed, that this particular act should not have taken place at all, because the Sabbath, according to the Jews, at that particular time in the law, forbids you to carry on anything, to carry your mat, to uh, cook, to do any work. Or on the Sabbath, they just said, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. That is the holiest day that they will reverence and praise God. And when the man uh, had said that, that it was Jesus who told him to pick up his mat and walk, that, of course, uh, those particular religious leaders was upset because they believe that uh, Jesus should not have done a miracle on a Sabbath. Think about that now. You are worshiping and praising God. A miracle take place because it doesn't fit the program, the format, the structure, or the order of things, you have a problem with it. If I step on your toes, just say, ouch, and I'm going to step on toes. It is very ridiculous when you go to a church, which is the church of God. You know I was going to go there. This is God's house. And because you have a, a program they have the sick and shut in or make the announcement or you have a particular order and structure that if the pastor chooses to sing a song a little longer or he go right into the word, and of course God is a God of order. All of that's still the word or song. It still praises him. But he might skip over the part about announcing who is sick or uh, skip over those uh, that we need to pray for that's in the hospital, because it's already written down in the program anyhow. And then uh, for what's happening through the week, you can look on the church calendar or go online or on the web, but you're mad at the man or woman of God because they're in worship and they're praising God because this don't fit the order. This not the structure. God forbid. Let God be God, beloved. If God said, do you want this, and he's moving, do like the lady with the issue of blood. Touch the hem of his garment. Do like my mother when the doctors have given you up and you pray to God and ask for 15 more years. Hey, hallelujah. Or myself, when everybody says you can't go and your leg's so swollen that they have to carry you to put you in a cab and take you out. And, and different ones are lifting you and pulling you up on a bus so you can sit in a seat because your legs are so swollen and bad. You just got to believe that. It says, do you want to go? Do you want to be a service? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to move of God? Do you want? Yes, we want the glory and the power of God. Yes, we want. So next time you see uh, on a Sunday, that the church is moving in a different direction by the head, not the feet, and that the shepherd have decided to sing more than one song or that he skip over something that's normally on the program that man has made. Beloved, sit down and be quiet. Let God be God. 
and let the glory of God go through the house of the Lord. Because you could be missing out on your blessings like the uh, uh, Pharisees. They were so uh, so concerned in the Sadducees. They were so concerned that this was a day that nothing should have uh, been taking place, or no miracle should have been taking place, that nothing should have happened that day, God forbid. Who are you to tell God when he can't do something? Change a program, change a song, uh, tell a woman to go ye and tell it, because you feel as though that it's not uh, lining up with scriptures or to your infinite mind of how things should be, God forbid. All I want to say to you is that stay in your place as a human being, as a Christian of God. Let the leaders be accountable, the head be accountable to the shepherd. And you remember you are the sheep in the feet, that you don't have the right to up, uh, to uproot uh, authority in those who are being led by God that are the leaders. Especially if you come into the house. I don't care if you're a deacon, trustee, assistant, pastor, associate, uh, minister or whatever, that if God has made this man the shepherd and he decides that this is the way God is leading him, then you shut your mouth. You are there to be a servant, not a grumbler, not a Judas, not those uh, doubting Thomas or those that just uh, hanging around to, to, to be nosy or to get a piece of bread. You are there to follow the man and woman of God. Ouch, I told you. <laughs> what you going to do with Apostle Mercer, right? Well, God bless you again. I'm sure you're going to get some better preaching and teaching from uh, Reverend Lee. I'm sure that, um, I mean, Reverend Rice, I am sure that he's going to stay more on the word. <laughs> and he's going to give it to you in a better uh position than I will, because I'm going to come at you with the truth. I'm going to come at you the way that God has given it to me, that it's time for us to shut our mouth and let God be God. And stop always critiquing and judging and think that you are little Jesus and you have the right to say what God and God cannot do in his own church. God forbid. I have given you what God has given me tonight, which is John chapter 5. The question is, do you want to receive a blessing from God, and there are conditions for you to shut your mouth, be quiet, keep your faith, keep hope, and trust God, and know that your God can do anything but fail, that you just got to walk upright before him. Amen. Amen. So let us leave out uh, with a nice song tonight. Thank you for listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. And remember, you can hear us Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And also you can hear us again on uh, Sunday mornings from 8.30 a.m. to 10 o'clock that uh, we're changing our format. You're going to hear more teaching and preaching the gospel of God. You're still going to hear praise and worship. And we're going to come at you uh, a little bit more now as we get closer to worshiping our God. Bless you tonight. And remember that this is not Halloween, this is Halloween, that we are holy in the Lord. <laughs> Only person to get the praise out of this is God, because we're not giving it to no beast or no animal, right? We are giving it to our Father. God bless you again. 
and to know that God is steady keeping you and that God loves you. I was trying to play one of my favorites, so I'm going to play the Mississippi Mass Choir, and I hope this is uh, something that you can enjoy as you enjoy the rest of your day and your evening, and God bless you until tomorrow night. Amen. I am having a little technical difficulty on my end. Oh, (laughs) I got so excited because I wasn't supposed to uh, come down this way uh, tonight, but I I love the Lord so that I said, well, I'm going to go right on in there and do the best that I can to be ever ready because I love the Lord. So again, let us just go ahead and we're going to listen to the Mississippi Mesquire. And God bless you. And remember, if God can't do it, it just can't be done. Amen. Amen. <laughs> 